I'm Ruby, and this is episode 78 of Living Through Extinction, a short to the point podcast with science and skepticism, environment and wildlife, and ways we as people can be better for future generations. Today, I'm going to talk a bit about how the state of Florida spread anti vaccine disinformation disguised as an epidemiological study, the term blue carbon, how the moon wobbling devastates mangrove forests, an Alzheimer's drug breakthrough, and drying lakes in California. If you've joined me before, then thank you so much for returning. If this is your first time listening to Living Through Extinction, welcome. I hope you find it both fun and informative. Dead Podcast. Producer and host, Ruby Palmer. Answer 100 questions in five minutes to win the Manitoba Money Shot. All this plus, strike on this episode called Ruby Palmer Shoots on Living Through Extinction. Now what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Meanwhile, at a very popular Winnipeg downtown restaurant, a trouble is a brewing. What are you kids doing out here? Get back to work! No way, George. Not until you give us a fair wage of $20 an hour. Yeah, that's right. But I can't afford that. How do you expect me to run a business? That's your problem, old man. Yeah, he's old. We're going to be picketing outside your doors all day and all night. And make sure no one comes in. But I'll be ruined. What do I do? speeding bullets. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Robin's Donuts. Man. Yes, it's Robin's Donuts. Man. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Robin's Donuts. Man. Swoosh and landing. What's going on, citizens? Strike, well, thank goodness strike, you're here, strike, Robin's right, Donuts strike, Man. Strike, My employees strike, strike, have decided to strike. 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 Well, isn't that a coincidence? Because I'm about to strike them with a bunch of fresh crawlers. Biff, bam, pow. Hey, that hurts ow. slightly. And how about a refill of our fast, friendly, and fresh coffee to your face? Sploosh. Ah, oh, my God. Ah, it felt so good. Robin's Donuts, man. Thank you so much, but now who's going to run my store? Don't you fret, unrelated citizen. I'm going to do all the jobs and make sure all the fresh coffee and deliciously dried donuts are available for everyone all year long. But just so you know, we are hiring to help Robin's Donuts, so come on down and drop off a resume. Thank you, Robin's Donuts, man. You are a true gem. Now get in the kitchen. We got a lot of walnut crunches to make today. Let's go. Let's go. Chop, chop. Yes, indeed, George. Chop, chop. How you doing? It's the... Cut it. Oh, that's better. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Ronald George Moore. This is my podcast, the Manitoba Money Shop Podcast. And today, a very special episode with guest Ruby Palmer. She is a podcaster herself. She's been doing Living Through Extinction. Uh, That's the name of the podcast that she does. 
And you heard her intro for her most latest episode as of this recording. And get, just to get a taste of some of the topics that she discusses in her bi-weekly show. I believe it drops every Thursday, every second Thursday, every fortnight, Thursday. So listen up and subscribe. You can find everything about her podcast at livingthroughextinction.libsyn.com. Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. .com. There, uh, I guess that's her homepage. You can have, there's links to Facebook, her Twitter, which is at capital L, capital T, capital E, capital P, little O-D, um, her Deezer link, uh, her YouTube channel, which uh, she is adding more content to as the weeks go by, uh, Spotify and Apple. But the one link that is not on that Libsyn page is her Patreon. She has a Patreon as well. There's, you can join up to her Patreon for a dollar, and there's some tiers all the way up to like 14 bucks, and you she'll send you in the mail stickers, pins, a mask, uh, even like, and with every money you pledge, a portion of it, uh, no matter what tier, goes to planting trees. Can you believe that? Planting trees. So get ready for some goodness. Ruby coming up. I just I should also say that we got we talk about uh, I was inspired by the opening bit by our conversation where we talk about striking. When we do talk about it, we're talking about the old paper mill up in Powerview. I don't want to spoil anything, but I felt that need to be said. I wasn't sure if that connection was being made. The Mantle Mate Shot Podcast, two shows a week, Friday foreplay, Tuesday titter, a special one of these every once in a while, plus uh, Sunday Swallow. If you join my Patreon.com slash Ronald George Moore, uh, you get an extra show every Sunday. The Sunday Swallow. Nope. Um, so that's fun. And there's different tiers. I, I'll send you artwork. I'll give you a shout out. Go check out the, the Patreon and uh, make it worth my, my time to have made it. A year or two ago. I'm only kidding, of course. I love all my patrons. Thank you very much for supporting me and the show. And for all you for listening to the show, it means so much to me. Uh, I'm just going to keep cranking them out. Go to soundcloud.com. That's my homepage. And you'll go to the playlist. You'll see a lot of cool interviews with a lot of cool Manitoba artists. Uh, some of the best people on earth, as well as you. Thank you for listening. Get ready for some good stuff. Bye. I went to Mars. I was looking for a war. He said, boy, don't you know the score? And we're rolling with Ruby Palmer. Did I say Palmer right? Uh, Palmer. There's okay. no L in it for me. I'm one of the weird ones. No, Nobody gets my name right because it's P-O-M-M-E-R. Ruby Palmer. Did I get it right? I think I did, right? Yeah. Palmer. <laughs> yes. how, how are you? I'm doing well. It's been a rough Sunday, but you know, it's over. So <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You have plumbing issues. I have back yeah. issues, but still we're going to work together here and uh, kill it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just, we we're just talking earlier about how, yeah, all our troubles today, but you know, it's the end of the night. Now we're just going to have a little bit of fun. All right. I see that you're in your little cubby there, in your little studio, your makeshift studio. I am. It, I've actually it, started doing videos recently. Yes, <laughs> you have. You've been uploading videos to the YouTube. I mean, you've had uh, videos there before. Oh, by the way, listener, <laughs> if you don't know this already, uh, Ruby has a podcast based out of Winnipeg called Living Through Extinction, which is awesome. You should check it out, definitely, and we're going to get into that. But yeah, you built this little makeshift studio. Is it under the stairs? 
It is. This is our storage space under the stairs. I got I all the storage it. stuff on wheels. It wheels right out and my table's here and I pull everything this way and it's where I record. Pretty cool. No, it looks great and it sounds great. You got the the, the sound cushions happening. So mm-hmm. yeah, very you nice. You know, I've got a really small house and four of us live here and I never thought I'd be able to make it work. And one day I just kind of looked at the space and went, maybe, maybe I can. And I did. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> for sure yeah yeah that's awesome uh, I, I love your show obviously like uh, we're also yeah. Patreon pals and so uh, <laughs> but I don't think we I was really wanting to reach out to you just to get to know you a little better find out about your history how the show all came about and all that so what I do as I say all the time I, I start at the beginning um, are you a Winnipegger I don't even know I'm from the Pine Falls Grand Beach area oh nice yeah Pine Falls Grand Beach Okay. Uh, Pine Falls, Lake Bonnie, Grand Beach, that whole area. Like, like in an area, like on a farm, you're. Bro- well, I I was in Pine Falls mainly, but Power we're all kind of connected. Falls. Yeah, like Power View and Pine Falls, we all went to school together, and yeah, all connected. And I didn't really ever stay in Pine Falls because I hated it there. So I pretty much grew up in Grand Beach. <laughs> now, why would you hate Pine Falls? What did what did what? <laughs> I don't want to shit on Pine Falls too much here. But I was di- I was different, okay? It was the <laughs> 80s. It's a Christian town and I was very different. Oh, right. Okay. Okay, well as you as you age and start understanding the world perhaps, but when you were younger living there, uh, did you still have issues or like I mean, as a young young kid, I guess it's not so bad. You know, you live across the street from the park and there's a lot of freedom and stuff, but but I was much happier as soon as I was my teens and I was able to get to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, let's go yeah. back even, let's even go back before the teens here, okay? Uh, were you an only child? In a way, uh, I didn't grow up with my siblings because my dad had two daughters way before I was born in another marriage. Oh, okay. And they, yeah, so they were pretty much uh, late teens and not even living anywhere near us when I was when I was little. So uh, right. I only ever even knew, I only ever even knew one of them really well once because the other one was out of Montreal. So, okay. okay. So I have siblings, but uh, they're not like a part of my life. <laughs> right. But growing up, it was basically you and uh, your dad and yeah. mom. Me, mom and dad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's just what, what... been me and me and my mom now since I was 18. So. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. uh, what what uh, did they work at the um, the mill? The paper wasn't it a paper mill up there? Most of my mom's side of the family, because her family was from out there. Uh, a lot of them. That's where they, you know, they like literally started there when they were like thirteen in the seventies and shit, right? And then worked there yeah. their whole life until they shut it down. But uh, my dad was a bay man. So we oh, got nice. moved from Churchill to Lynn Lake to Long Lock, Ontario, and then to Pine Falls, where he finally had enough seniority to say, no, we're not going to move anymore. And we stayed there. <laughs> what, what position did he have that would take him to Churchill and Lynn Lake? Uh, in Churchill, I think, he, I think he started in Pine Falls as a meat guy, uh, or in Powerview as a meat guy, then he went to Churchill. Uh, I believe still is a meat guy and he ended up in management and went to Lynn Lake at one point, Long Lock, Ontario at one point. I don't know. I was like, this is literally my first six years of life. 
that we lived in all these different places. So, and then the very final move was back to Pine Falls. And that's when he stopped after that. He said, no, I've got enough seniority to say you're not moving me anymore. So I grew up there. What do you, what would be one of your earliest memories that, that you can recall? Oh God, my earliest memories. uh, That's not, that's not a good thing. The first thing that pops into my mind. (laughs) My earliest memories are in Long Lake, Ontario as a toddler. My daughter was, a, or my sister was a lot older than me, and she had come to visit with her baby. So mm-hmm. I've got uh, this little baby who's apparently my nephew, but I was only like one and a half or two years old or something at the time. And I wanted to try the bottle. I wanted to know what he was drinking. So they gave me a bottle with milk in it and him a bottle with this formula in it. And they left us on the couch and I kept switching bottles with him so that I could taste his because I knew that they had done something different. And that's literally my earliest memory. Wow. You were (laughs) skeptical back then. (laughs) Isn't that awful? It's so awful. I was actually, uh, my parents were in Churchill. They moved to Ontario when I was still a baby. My parents were in Churchill when I was born. But I was born in Winnipeg because I was a problem birth. So they, I mean, the 70s in Churchill, they couldn't deal with that shit. They flew my mom out to the to the Winnipeg here. And and so I've got a Winnipeg birth certificate. Recall any cool memories about Churchill or is it just you're too young at this point? I remember nothing about Churchill. It's all yeah. photos. My parents showed me all the polar bear photographs and the pictures of our house buried in snow in the middle of August one year and stuff like that. And that's, yeah, I have no memories until Long Lock. <laughs> okay all right so uh and then uh all right so then you're back in in pine falls were they striking because i know there was a big strike some people that i care about got lucky because they thought there was a chance that would it would close down like 20 years ago and if that would have happened at that point like they they probably would have lost their house because everything was based on what they were making at the time and stuff. And I don't know if you know people out there, but there's the wages are quite high or were like they were quite high. Is that right? That's, that's, it's why people wouldn't leave, right? Because if you start working somewhere like that as a teenager and you're used to that kind of money, yeah. you don't want to go anywhere else. Like, right. You, you don't want to go work anywhere else where you're going to have to work maybe just as hard and get half the cash. And yeah. So it kept a lot of people there. For and sure. there's not a hell of a lot of options either. I mean, you can work in the in the high school, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> right. The chicken chef doesn't pay quite the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had our, our bush parties and and pond parties and rock quarry parties and stuff like that. You know, all that shit's cool. But <laughs> any, any settings a party <laughs> in Pine Falls. Otherwise, there wasn't much, man. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. What, what school were you going to? It was literally Pine Falls Collegiate. Uh, Powerview was public, but at the time when I was little, Abitibi Price owned the mill in the town. That I don't they, know what that is. Ab- what is that? Ab- that? That, like, I don't know what they were called now, but Abitibi Price were initially what we were all under back in the 80s for sure, probably 70s too. Uh, the mill was owned by a company called Abitibi Price, and they actually owned the town of Pine Falls. Wow. So our school was considered a private school, and anyone outside of town had to pay Is that in right? order to come. It, no, it wasn't special or anything like that. It just, <laughs> I mean, we had cool catacombs. We had really cool catacombs because that whole town is built on rocks, right? So if you can, like, yeah. get into an unlocked place and then get into a floor thingy and then get underneath you can actually get into pretty much any room in the building by crawling over rocks and stuff under the the underneath of the school was really fucking cool 
Wow. <laughs> that was yeah. the coolest thing about the school. <laughs> well, I would guess just living out there, you know, with all the uh, wilderness, the environment, like it was just, you're, you're just spending so much time outdoors, discovering, and, and uh, that must have been a big part of your life then, right? Just going and... It kind of was, just being in the bush and running the trails. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, like, yeah. Like just... biking, biking and trails? Yes, yes. <laughs> but getting to know them well enough that you ride your bike as fast as you can through the craziest areas and yeah. jumps and yeah. Yeah, you never, you never fun. broke a bone. Not until I was a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, not until my thirties. Then I shattered this wrist one day walking, walking home from work. Yeah, just when you don't expect it, that's when it happens, right? Like yep. you can, you can take your bike off any kind of jump and be safe. But oh boy, pretty much. Uh, in school, did you have any favorite subjects? Were you, were you good? Did you get good grades? I was always average. And I was one of those lucky people whose parents were kind of like, you know, you passed. So it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't have those, those parents, like I had friends who's if they got below a 90, they were crying in the hallway because they were going to go home and get in so much trouble. And I'd be like, I passed. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Blame it on me. But uh, I, I, I hated science and that's all I'm about now. Like I, I hated science in school. I needed to learn to learn science as an adult properly. I couldn't be taught it in school. Right. Sucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you also need proper teachers for that at a young age to really kind of inspire you, I think. Probably. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then um, what kind of uh, extracurricular activities through the school? Were you doing music or sports or anything like that? Like. I didn't do much except when I was really, really young and my parents would put me in like little leagues and stuff like that. Yeah, the uh, Timbits, yeah. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have a Tim Hortons out there, okay? We didn't have nothing like that back then. I think they have a little subway corner now or something and that's kind of a big deal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so you're just playing like little league and just stuff, nothing you're really too interested in. Your parents like, oh, this might be fun for her. Pretty much. My mom even put me in ballet once. It was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> really? Would she, would she drive you into the city or was there ballet? Oh, no, there was a thing going on there. And she's like, oh, I'm going to sign you up for this. <laughs> okay. And you didn't, it didn't take. Oh, hell no. The things I did like was in St. George, the old school there would have weekend events sometimes. And those things I'd go to, and that's where you would learn different things. Like that's where I le first learned how to do chocolate painting, which is something I still do today. And I love doing today and I, things I, like I, that. I don't know what that is. Chocolate, like painting with chocolate bars? Uh, no, I have lots of colors, all made of chocolate. And uh, I have my dark and my milk chocolates and everything. And then I have my molds and I paint them and make things. I can make a wishing Like well. literal, literal chocolate? <laughs> Yes, out of chocolate. Yeah, it's fun. And it's nice when you're making something for someone, for something special. Like for my aunt and uncle's 25th, I made them a wishing well with all these colorful butterflies coming out of it. And yeah. it was all chocolate. Yeah, I love chocolate. And then chocolate. You, you have to shellac it, right? Or else it's, it's just kind of melt <laughs> off. You pick it up and it's all over your hands type thing. Unless yeah, it's well, it depends. It depends on what you're doing. And I've got molds, right? So I just paint the molds very carefully. I have paint brushes that I use for it and everything. And and you lift the molds upside down to kind of see how it's coming. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and if I I'm have not... a lot of weird hobbies. Yeah. And you said it was St. George, right? That's another small town that's just along. That... They went to school with us too. Yeah. Like we all kind of Parview, St. George, Pine Falls, Chevrolet District. We even had a Fort Alexander and Little Black River students. Yeah. 
people from all that area. From Lac de Bonnie, there's kind of a cutoff. Lac de Bonnie had their own everything. But then coming away from Lac de Bonnie, all those little towns would kind of, they're all kind of just grouped together. Right. And was was there like rivalries in ta- like Winnipeg's rival is what Saskatoon or whatever, which I don't know, whatever sports thing. But like does uh does Pine Falls, I mean, you could say power view, but they're kind of the same, right? So they are it, now. They've officially? combined now. Yeah, the old Pine Falls school is now an adult education center, and everyone goes to Power View School now. Apparently. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Everything's like, very different there. What about um what about socially? Were you getting along with a lot of people or was like, were you able to pretty in much? In my town, no, I would leave town. And those were <laughs> where my people were. My people were out of town. I was the geek. I mean, I had, I was probably the only person in the whole town who had a D&D map covering like my ceiling <laughs> in my bedroom <laughs> instead of, instead of posters of like actors and stuff. I had a giant map of water deep on my wall. Wow. Um, were you playing was, D&D or you couldn't find anyone to play with D&D? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't find people to play D&D with it if my life depended on, but then I went to Grand Beach <laughs> and I started meeting different people. And of course the school out there, a lot of them go to Selkirk together. All the beaches, yeah. Vic Beach, Grand Beach, Bel Air, all those people. So yeah. uh, we got kind of, I got to know the Grand Beach guys and they got into high school and started to know all the other beach people. And we ended up with a DM in Bel Air who was fucking amazing. Hi, Mike, really? if you're out there somewhere. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Bel Air. Oh God, I love Bel Air. I spent so much time yeah. there. Actually, I've talked to some locals who say that bus ride to Selkirk can be pretty fucking scary in the winter. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I've heard about that too. Oh yeah, a lot of my friends took that bus ride. But yeah, I, I don't know. As soon as I could, I was just always not in Pine Falls. My people huh. were somewhere else. So it's funny. So Grand Beach was really got you uh, involved in like just connecting with people that you'd have similar interests in. Yeah, and, I have also, people from Grand Beach that are in my life today still. So, yeah, and uh, people, Pine Falls people, I really don't have, unless I'm related to you by blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're probably not really in my life anymore. So tell <laughs> tell, uh, tell me about Grand Beach. Uh, are these night parties or is it day parties? Is it like, are you a beach person? Well, we would actually go to the beach itself at times, but I mean, a lot of the times we were more in the town, Grand Marais and everything. I say Grand Beach, but to me, the beaches are just the beaches, and that yeah. includes the towns and and the Bear Claw Lane and and all those other little areas. And right. yeah, we knew people who kind of lived over here and over here and over here, and mm-hmm. if you could get everyone together. And what I did is when I was 16, I rented a cabin in Grand Marais, and I got a job at the surf club. And oh, so the just, surf club is is yeah. the bar there, right? It bar slash restaurant stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, I was never allowed there? to tell. I was never allowed to tell anyone how old I was. Rules were different back then. But they knew. <laughs> they knew how old you. How old were you? They knew. Oh my god, I made so much money working there. It was so amazing. But yeah, I worked at the surf club for two summers in a row, and I was never eighteen the whole time I worked. Both summers, I was sixteen and seventeen. Shilling beard. <laughs> I never served beer. I may have stocked beer shelves once or twice, but I'm not saying that for sure. (laughs) But because even that was probably wrong, but I never served alcohol. But did you drink alcohol? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. Well, especially once it shuts down, right? Everyone hangs out in the bar until like four o'clock in the morning and after it shuts down. Exactly. 
But my friends, my friends always said my parents had to be very lenient to allow all that. And I was like, I don't know. My mom said it would teach me, teach me what life is like. So she didn't have a problem with it. She let me do it. I yeah. mean, I couldn't get a job in Pine Falls. There was nowhere to work in Pine Falls. If I could get a job out here, she's like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. If you can, if you can learn how to pay rent and feed yourself at 16, then that's a good thing. So right. she just saw it. She saw things differently. She never, you never had like family summer trips or anything like that? Oh, we did before that. Before I was 16, yeah. I mean, we went to Quebec every other year. We went oh, to wow. Lake quite a lot. Yeah, my dad's from Quebec, so we would we would go up into the mountains. I once told a story way back, I think a couple years back on my podcast, where I actually shared my my adventures in the mountains when I got lost one year. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was lost for hours. I'm lucky I didn't get eaten by a fucking cougar. It was ridiculous. And it this was, was in stupid. Quebec? Yeah, this was way up in the mountains in uh, by La Cote, Quebec. <laughs> because you couldn't read the directions because they're in French? I went wandering through the bush. I, I thought I knew where I was going, and I did a couple stupid things. And when I went to turn back to the trail, because we were literally, at a, like, my mayor's place was at a mountaintop. My dad grew up on a mountain. Like, I'm talking, like, mountain like hermit. <laughs> <Hermits>. <laughs> yeah. You know, you... I, I knew where the spring was my dad used to walk to to get the water. And they owned all these little roads that kind of went around the top of this mountain. There was one house at the very top that wasn't ours. And otherwise, like, upstairs was uncle's, which we called it upstairs, which was actually up the mountain to my uncle's. Downstairs was down the mountain to my, my grandma's. That it sounds was weird. so cool. And so I'd be on my own because I'm just a kid and people don't care in the eighties and I yeah. go running off into the bush and I did some really stupid shit this one time when we were there and I lost the trail. And then I got totally turned around and thought I was going back towards the house and I wasn't. <laughs> and yeah, Everyone, it was wild. How it long were wild. you, how long were you lost? It was about five hours, maybe six. And before I found my way to a road and then just waited for someone to find me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that must have been pretty yeah. scary. And the first car that came along, they spoke English. So <laughs> I was very, very lucky. <laughs> I once got lost in the city, I remember. <laughs> Which is so weird to say, but I got lost later. Now I know I was on like Gateway which is this big, long stretch. And I guess I was just driving away from downtown going, I don't know where I am. <laughs> and it was, you know. Just get further and further and further. Yeah. I didn't have the pull-out folded map in my glove in my glove box at the time. I uh, used those more than once in my teens in the city. Like, I didn't know the city was shit. So I would just, I'd get to a corner, I'd pull out the map, figure out where the fuck I am and where the yeah. fuck I got to go. Yeah. Nice. And then when you, you mentioned Clear Lake, when you went, were you, uh, did you have a, a trailer tent? Did you uh, rent a my, cabin? My dad would get one of those cabins. Uh, I guess he had, he kind of had people out there or something. I don't really remember. Um, I think he used to work for a family out there for a couple summers or something. And uh, then delivering the meat. And I don't know what it was exactly, but it just, he liked to go back there and he liked to go around and visit people and stuff. So we would get a cabin and I'd play in the pool and they would send me to whatever workshops were going on. And yeah. <laughs> oh, so you were like right in the town of Clear Lake. Uh, probably, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, you... The cap, the cabins are right in the town, I think. Yeah. Well, I just stayed there uh, last summer at the, I think it's the Thunderbird Bungalow. 
I don't know mm-hmm. that you said pool and they have a pool there. So I thought, oh, that would have been cool. But yeah, it's it's really great. I love I, as a youth. I spent a lot of summers there going to that movie theater, the, yes. the, the park, the park <laughs> and theater. the arcade. The arcade was a big deal there, too. I remember. Well, for me, I guess you grew up in the city. You had a fucking good arcade. <laughs> oh, we had some, yeah, we had. <laughs> Whereas we had for me, the ones. arcade, to me, the arcade in Clear Lake was freaking amazing. I love right. going to that arcade. And that was yeah. the one right beside the movie theater, right? The Starlight? Uh, Star yeah. 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 Yeah, Clear Lake is, is one of my favorite memories as a kid. So, yeah, it's so cool that uh, so many people in Manitoba go there for the summer, you know? Do you remember it's the true, yeah. Do you remember the drive-in movie theater there? Just outside the, of Clear Lake, the we we saw what did we see? It was an uh, that comedy. It's oh god, it was an old Dolly Parton movie. Nine Ooh. to five, we saw nine to five in that drive-in theater. That's how old I am. That is cool. <laughs> oh, that that's great. I missed the drive-in. I was just a little kid. Yeah, nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't think it. that was age appropriate either. By the way, are you kidding me? I saw used cars. Use cars, and I just remember that was like the first time. Like, I think I saw boobs in a in a, in a movie. I love the drive-in. Uh, did you win any awards? Have you won any awards or trophies Me? when you were in school? I mean, I think I got honors one year. Honors. Okay, I think that was, so you started getting interested in it. school. You started getting interested in school when. As a, I'd say it was more of a fluke. I don't know, man. It, it happened one year. <laughs> I graduated. Uh, all right. So when did you when did you move to uh, Winnipeg? I when did I move to Winnipeg? <laughs> I think it was <laughs> no way. It's like when the fuck did you do that? Mm-hmm. I think it was right. Uh, I went back to school to try to get another credit because I was going to do more. So that would mean it was the year after grade twelve, which would mean mm-hmm. ninety three. So I've been in the city since ninety three. Okay, ninety three, yes. and then like, when did when you moved here? Where where did you move to? Like, were you in an apartment building? It was just you, right? Or did you have a roommate? Uh, well, I started by moving in with a friend on Main Street in a super shady area. One of those areas where you gotta like walk down the stairs past the the passed out people who have come in out of the cold you know, kind of deals, but I wasn't there long. And then I moved to the village and I started working at what doesn't exist anymore. The old A&W Osborne. Were you just like, uh, bedazzled? That's that's a horrible word to say. Like, (laughs) I know it, like, for instance, when I moved to Toronto, I was like, wow, this is the big city, you know, but coming from Pine Falls to Winnipeg, were you just kind of like, um, out of your element, would you say, or you found your element? You know what I mean? Well, I'd been dating, someone from north end winnipeg for quite a few years so i still i spent some weekends in the city i spent weeks in the city even at a time um and then uh all my friends were older than me so uh one of the guys i like to play D with got a uh, an apartment in the city probably a couple years before i came here so so i was here a lot uh okay so you're very familiar with it yeah, and then I wasn't on my own. I moved in with another another friend, and uh, he and I had a decent little apartment not far from the Roslyn. And okay. I thought, I thought that the Osborne Village was fucking great. To me, the village in my early twenties was fantastic. I oh, I loved it for sure. And what, what kind of yeah. spots did you hang out other than A and W? Well, there's the there was the Toad. I mean, it's not the Toad anymore, right? The Toad in the hole. 
Yeah. I don't know what it, what's it called now. Apparently it's something else now, but that was a major place back oh, then. Oh, that's a test. What is it called? Oh god, I yeah. forget. I'll have to ask my son cuz I think my son goes there now, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's cool. But it was the toad in the hole. And then uh of course there's you know bait expectations and all those classic places and but mm -hmm. but I was just this other than the zoo um anything I could walk to, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the fe the first big festival that they had, the Osborne Street Festival, I was living there when they started that. So to me, that was wow. all great. You could just walk out your door and up the block and you could do anything. Oh, yeah. There was always something to see, something to go to. I feel like the zoo always had something. Yeah. You know, if there was nothing anywhere else, there was always... Isn't the zoo gone too now? Why is everything gone? The zoo is totally <laughs> gone. Yeah. It's really a shame. that. that oh, my yeah. God. They would you have know, so many bands and, oh, yeah. I even took my mom out one, one time. She came out for the weekend. I took her down to the zoo to watch some shows. She fucking loved it. Well, that's it's, awesome. Do, did yeah, you see me, a lot of bands as a, uh, growing up? I could never you? name any of them. I could never name any of them. I'm not one of those people. But I always right. just loved, I love watching music. Right. But you, there was never a band that came to town that you were excited about? Well, probably the ones I was most excited about to see in person was Apocalyptica. They they do uh, heavy metal on cellos and stuff. They're, oh, ooh, um, I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's. I, I want to say they're Swedish, but I might be getting that wrong. But uh, Apocalyptica, yeah, they're amazing, and their work is beautiful, and they're fun to watch. Just watching the hair flying and and <laughs> I, I I love watching them. They're entertaining as hell. Where did they play? It was at the Garrick. Mm. You know, not far from the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Garrick. That is the Garrick, right? Yeah, I there's think so. you know, there's the Burton Cummings Theater, and then the Garrick is just you know. A yeah, it wasn't throw. the Burton Cummings. So I think it was the Garrick. Yeah. Okay, Ruby. Let's talk about your podcast, Living Through Extinction. Let's do it. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. First off, what led you to the podcast? I know originally. It was you and another host named Jason Martin. Hmm? Research. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Jason Jason Martin was, is, is a very good friend of mine, and we both had the interest in podcasting, and we had both kind of at the same camp out expressed the fact that we were interested in this. What do you, what do you mean by I, camp out? What do you mean by camp out? Is it, was we, he a D&D &D dungeon master? Is that it? No, I don't have I don't have those people people who play D and D really in my life anymore, unfortunately. But these are these are all my music people, and we all kind of camp together. And uh, when he was at one of our big campouts with us, my son was sitting with him chatting, and he said something to my son about, "Man, I'd like to do a podcast with your mom." And at some point, I said a similar thing to my son, like, man, I'd like to do a podcast with Jason. So my son was pretty much, you guys realize you both want to do a podcast with each other, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, Jason's a musician. So he had stuff. He had mics. He knew what things were because I didn't have a clue. Did you? Uh, were you listening to any podcasts back then? Oh, completely. Yes. I science and skepticism podcasts. I was all over everyone as they came out as soon as I had an iPhone, basically. Oh wow, okay. Always well, always something in my ears. What were some of your favorite shows back then? Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, the SGU. Okay. I still do listen. I still do listen to them. I like them. And Cara Santa Maria, she's a little newer. Her show is called Talk Nerdy and Cognitive Dissonance. 
they're amazing as well. Those are my favorite, favorite skeptical shows. Sure. Okay. And so uh, from that little notion there from your son, you guys looked at each other and said, yeah, let's do this. This show may contain explicit content. This isn't to say we are foul-mouthed hooligans. We just don't feel that the content is appropriate for younger listeners. I'm Jason Martin. I'm Ruby Palmer. And this is Living, Living Through, Through Extinction. Homes. The governor of Missouri declared a state of emergency. And we kind of started firing names back and forth. And I kind of followed his lead a lot for this because he, I honestly didn't think I could ever do it without him. I didn't know the first thing about a mic or sound editing or anything like that. So, so yeah. for the most part, I, I followed his lead and we kind of went with a lot of his ideas. I ended up coming up with the name. And we took it from there and we just have little conversations about topics and stuff. But he just, it just really wasn't for him. He, he just couldn't stay with it. And uh, he was petering out the last couple episodes. Yeah. And, and then that was COVID happened and he just kind of cut it off completely. Yeah. And so I was on my own and I actually got really, really sad. <laughs> sad because got- you felt it was over and maybe it was too much for you to handle by yourself. I missed it. Yeah, I felt that was it. I'm not doing this anymore now. And it's not like I could do this alone. So, uh, so yeah, I was really sad for a while. And then for some reason, one day, I just started thinking about things I could do in the space that I have. And I picked up some tools and I tried a few things and I built a room and I just kind of started doing things one thing at a time. Okay. Started off just in, Started off just in my phone. I didn't even have a mic. I just started in my phone. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And what, what was the date of the very first episode that you... Oh, we did January 1st, 2020. The so year that was... everything went to shit. <laughs> so, really? So it was kind of like almost a New Year's resolution it, to start was, a podcast. It, it was so weird because it was it was January 1st, the release date and everything. And we're calling ourselves Living Through Extinction. And then everyone's like... Oh, did you know that the world was about to fall apart? Did you do that on purpose? Because mm-hmm. literally, literally two months later, COVID and disaster and yeah, that and, is and, yeah. strange timing. Yeah, it was wild. For sure. Oh my but god. But once it was once it was just me, I got to make it my thing. I got to do it about all the things that I'm passionate about. Right, the mm-hmm. things that that interest me. So I gave yeah. it my own format and my own my own everything. It's mine now. And for the listener. <laughs> Go through some of the things that you are passionate about that you like to talk about on your show. I think I get the most passionate about science and skepticism. I get really (laughs) super excited about advances, especially things that are like advances towards certain diseases and stuff like that. Now, break that down for me a little bit. Advances towards certain diseases. Like, what, what does that mean, advances? One thing that I'm super excited about, which I think I talked about recently, is the, the, the ear hairs. Okay, freaking ear hairs. We've learned to, to replicate them in a way that we've never been able to do before. Your hearing goes, there's nothing you can fucking do about that because you can't regrow those fucking hairs, those hair cells. Yeah. And they've finally figured out how to differentiate the the where they go. Certain ones have to be the inner hair cells and certain ones have to be the outer hair cells. But they fucking figured that out, which means 10 years from now, we're literally going to be able to help people regrow those hairs. Is people that right? People who today would be losing their hearing and nothing could be done about it. Yeah. In 10 years, they'll just like, boop, boop, okay, we can do that now. We can regrow your hairs and shit like that. That's exciting. Right, right. I was almost thinking from a from a skeptical uh, point of view on that. Like, is that, just, is that just talk or is this something that 
you believe is actually going to happen? This is something that they have actually figured out how to do. It took like there was always the challenge. They always said hope to be able to get there, but they couldn't get them to differentiate the whether it's an inner hair cell or an outer hair cell. Those are the names of them. I don't make them up. I'm sorry, but that matters a big deal. And where each one is placed matters a big deal. And they could get these hairs to grow, but they could never get the right hair to grow in the right place. And now they know how to hit that little switch. That'll make that happen. So going forward, it's just going to get more and more. And yes, skepticism is a big deal in my in my life, too. I I try not to believe anything. One of the reasons one of the main reasons (laughs) I love your show is because I'm I'm like that with everyday life. Anybody tells me anything. I'm always like, okay. We'll see. Well, who who told you that? Where's where's your where's your source? And you plainly put your sources out. That's another thing that I love about your podcast is like not only is it just spouting off, like because that's what I do. I basically just talk and that's it. But you you back up your stuff. You have footnotes of where you're getting your information. You have an alphabetical listing of every topic you've ever done it on Google Doc. And I'm just like, wow, you put so much work into it that I, I can't help but not believe everything you're saying. You know what I mean? Well, I do encourage people not to believe anything I say at the beginning of every show, pretty much. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you also have a disclaimer that you you're, you like using the foul language. Some I would do. say you're um, a foul mouth hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to be, but uh, yeah, sometimes I, I think it's when I get angry or I get passionate. Like if I'm talking about someone being hurt because of something, then I'll start to get mad. And I, I don't know, they just flow. And I, right. if I edit, if I edit them, I'm going to sound fake. If I stop myself from saying it, I'm going to sound fake. Right. So, right. So is it for you, for you to get, uh, get your topics for your show? Is it just something that you're just, you're going through the internet, like do you, deliberately searching out for things or is it just things fall in your lap and you're like, Oh, I need to talk about this and make sure people are aware of what's really going on. Sometimes things do just like, oh, my God, I never heard of that before. And I just start writing it down. And and yeah, sometimes things hit me like that. I mean, I came across a whole series I was able to do on biases in healthcare just because I was listening to someone talk about the differences with women and the reasons that there are biases towards men and against women in healthcare and stuff. And I was listening to this on one of my skeptical shows. And uh, I started looking into what other biases there are. And it's like, oh my God, there's like weight-based biases and there's racial biases and there's sexual biases. And and so I just ended up with four episodes out of that, just yeah. doing one of those biases on each on each episode. But I also have like a series of websites I do like to go to and read regularly where while I'm there, I'll be like, ooh, that headline looks cool. And then I'll come back to it after kind of deal. Right, right. And it's also really difficult, like, um, because I know you like to call people out on their bullshit and like talk to them directly, even at times saying, you know, <laughs> you're a fucking lifer. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, but it's also tough because I work with a, a dude at the corporation and he's a big anti-vaxxer. And so he, you know, in fact, he left the job because the corporation wouldn't stand for it. Everyone needed a vaccine, right? So he ended up leaving the job and only recently came back. But we had so many discussions. We sent each other so many texts and emails back and forth trying to convince the other person of their their point of view. It's tough because, you know, he'll, whatever I say, he'll have an article that says the opposite. 
And that's what the internet is. It's basically, if you look hard enough, you're going to find something that agrees with your point of view, right? So do you find that really hard? Do you get a lot of uh, backlash to what you're saying on your podcast? Fortunately, I'm not popular enough at this point that I I get a whole bunch of hate. If anything, it's since uh, I think the only place where I get enough uh, angry or hateful comment would be TikTok. Yeah, that's the only place where I think, you know, things things move and get seen so quickly and so often that that I end up getting responses. But you know what? Most stuff is positive. Um, when I think when people choose to reach out, they choose to reach out when it's a positive thing. A lot of the times, uh, yeah. I know a lot of people think differently that only the haters reach out, but I know me personally, I reach out to podcasts. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hear a show and something will hit me about it that I thought was really good. And I'll just go on their Facebook page or their Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And like, Hey man, this part was really cool. Yeah, right. Like, like I do that. I try to do that. And not just to podcast people like you that I know, but all the podcasts that I listen to, I, I try to interact and give them that positive feedback. And yeah, I always yeah. have. So I don't assume that only the negative people are going to come out. Yeah. And right. my husband, my husband just convinced me, you know what, just don't interact with those ones. Sometimes I wonder, like, do you spend a lot of your day kind of depressed or upset about the issues that you're thinking about for your show you know what i mean like it's like oh god we are living through extinction the end of the world's gonna happen and trump and all this you know the polluted oceans and whatnot does it get you down there's stuff that gets me down but it's not getting me down throughout the day i'll sit down and uh kind of research something specific and yeah i'll get riled up and i'll get down and sometimes something will happen that I was kind of worried was going to happen. And then it's like, oh my God, all my fears are going to kind of actually come true. But but no, I'm not going day to day. I actually tend to walk around with a smile on my face, believe it or not. I know yeah. I sound kind of cranky. I sound kind of cranky on the podcast sometimes, <laughs> but I tend to walk around with a smile on my face. I'm happy to be alive, man. It's, it's not so much cranky, cranky as it is, you know, yeah. just like just like you listen to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's like my therapy. So I figure if people don't want to hear me lecture them, they'll just turn me off. I, I feel good getting it out. It's helping me mentally. I think so. Mm-hmm. And you, I guess you can expect a lot more because I, well, originally that first episode, not only on January 1st, 2020, was that your first audio podcast? You put it on YouTube. You started your channel. It's yes, like, Jason no... did that. Yes, he did that. I still didn't know anything at that time, but he he did that just so that we'd have something up yeah. on the YouTube channel, but we weren't taking any video or anything. So but I'm now... just trying to learn how to do that. Yeah. And yeah, so which you've done because now you're putting out, it seems more regular. Well, I guess a TikTok, but more YouTube as well. Is that something you've always wanted to add to your show and you just had to figure out the technical side? Part technical and part comfort. Like once I learned how to do the video and how to edit it and stuff, then I had to become comfortable looking at a freaking camera. I, I'm very wandery. My hands move. I'm really bad at the camera keeps focusing out because I move forward. I move my head around. I move my hands around. And yeah. so the camera keeps kind of getting auto focus. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to film myself. I'm still getting there, but I've got three official videos now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I figure I just put them out there. They are what they are. And I'm going to get better as I go. Like, are these like YouTube exclusive or do you film your entire uh, audio podcast and just use a clip from that? 
two of them I just specifically did on the fly. So they were YouTube exclusive. Uh, I believe the first one was actually taken from the beginning of a podcast where I was just kind of videoing while I was recording just to kind of play around and see if I could make it work. Yeah. And yeah, I think the first one was like that. But after that, it's just basically one day I was like, well, this is kind of bothering me. I'm going to do a video about it. Right. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later, I did that again. So now I have three. Anyone who can do social media, I always find fascinating because, for instance, Sam from Witch Police Radio, he, he he's on everything, Facebook and yeah. uh, Twitter and TikTok, whatever. He's just, he's he's a monster at posting stuff, you know? And I find the same with you. You're very good at the social media. I feel like I've always been behind, though I do post a lot on Facebook. I'm, I'm very opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I've always been very opinionated. So I've always kind of had shit to say on post on Facebook and stuff like that. But I've never been a social media person. I've always been behind. I was still on MySpace when all my cousins were getting on Facebook and they were moving and I wanted to keep up with them. So that was kind of what dragged me to Facebook initially. It was like, well, if I want to still see my cousins, I need to be on fucking Facebook now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I don't want it, I guess I got it. Yeah. And then uh, once I had the podcast, it felt like an obligation to learn new new medias as they came out. It kind of felt mm -hmm. like I, I should, like I should. Right. And you're you're a big part of the community. Like uh, you're in the Manitoba Podcast Festival in 2020. We have some pretty amazing, pretty amazing podcasts that come right out of here, actually. And I love all the local stuff. Like you and Sam, the fact that you focus everything so so local, Manitoba centric, Winnipeg centric, and stuff like that. I yeah. find that stuff. I find that stuff very enriching somehow. Uh, just knowing that this is all this is what's all around me. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean, like, yeah. like the, all this talent and these people and this music and and this is all right here. And the fact that there is a, a community, you know, like the Manitoba Podcast Festival, which unfortunately didn't happen last year, but hopefully it'll happen mm. again. That that was the best part. Like when because when I first started, I knew nobody, and I was too scared to even even go down to the meetings. They'd, they'd have meetings at Robin's Donuts of all places, and I I, I didn't go, but. Um, now, all these years later that I'm so familiar with all the, not only just the shows, but the people behind the shows, it really does feel like a great community. Everyone's so fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, everyone's so kind and always has such kind words and, and like, like the McGinnities and, and everything are always saying such nice things. And, oh, and yeah. everyone's just, everyone's just so freaking nice. And I'm normally such an introvert and I normally have such a hard time dealing with people, but I have no problem. I even went to a couple of those Robins uh, get togethers. I made it oh, to two did. of them before, before COVID shut everything down. I made it to two of them. Everyone involved in our community is the kind of person that I can handle spending time with the kind of person I can, I can be around where it's just yeah. all a bunch of good, good fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of people you can play D and D with maybe. Uh, some of them really are, you know? <laughs> oh, by the way, I also know you're into board games. What other games you play? Oh gosh. We, uh, we have so many that our closet, our linen closet is full of board games. And now there's three piles of them in our bedroom that are probably oh, no. about Five feet each. Yeah, we we play all the stuff. As much as I like role playing, I don't really have anyone in my life who role plays anymore. Right. Um. But but the board games, man. Uh, everyone in my life is good with board games and card games and stuff. Nothing really classic. No real Monopoly or Scrabble or anything like that. Yeah. Our stuff is uh, 
uh, all very ranged and very different. Like, like Settlers of Catan? I used to play that. I don't really anymore. That's one that we never actually picked up, but stuff like Carcassonne and uh, Munchkin, the Island Games and Survivor <laughs> and... And I mean, there's just boxes and boxes and boxes of games. I, I like the physical ones. We have this rampage like game where you build the city and then oh, you wow. have these like you have these these meeples and you have these these <gasps> meeples. Di dinosaurs, wooden dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs are supposed to create havoc. So you actually have to do these different things where you throw them at buildings and stuff and destroy <laughs> the we have lots of very strange games. Yeah, that's cool. Have, have, you, have you ever been to the games coffee shops where they have all these games? You know, I can't think of the title. The, the on that um, there was one downtown for a while. We kind of found it really expensive. You yeah. can open your own, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a lot cheaper. Bring bring all them down to Robbins, and we'll, we'll have a game. Yeah, day. there you go. We'll have a game day, and we'll charge five bucks a head. All right, let's do it. One hundred questions. Uh, you have to answer one hundred questions in five minutes. We're gonna do it together. That means it's gotta be like three seconds for each question and answer. I always say ninety percent have to be right. Um, but you know, really, I, I'm not going to call you a liar if you give a wrong answer, but if it, if you do say something that contradicts something you've said in the episode already, eh, doesn't count. Cause if, I think, uh, I think when Sean was on the show, I remember him passing, right? I think I, I, think I was telling people to pass. <laughs> okay. Ideally, you shouldn't have to pass. I'm just looking for an answer. Doesn't okay. have to be the correct answer unless it contradicts <laughs> what you said. Okay. Ruby Palmer, yep. living through extinction host, producer. Your Manitoba Money Shot. $29.33. Good luck, Ruby. Don't worry. Just imagine no one's around. And nothing else matters. Yeah. Never care for... How you feeling? Dressed. What's cool? Popsicles. What's not cool? The sun. Name a flavor of Kool-Aid. Purple. Name a musician. My husband, Paul Palmer. Do you like coconut? Yes. What do you put in your coffee? Milk and sugar. Favorite tea? I don't have a favorite tea. How often do you get sick? Since COVID, almost never. Once every like six months, maybe. Okay. Do you bite your nails? Used to. No more. Uh, name a Tom Cruise movie. Top Gun. Can you dance? No. Name a book you've read. Dolores Claiborne. Have you been to a wrestling match? No. Name a Winnipeg movie theater. Town. Name a Manitoba sports team. Jets. Cornflakes or Rice Krispies? Rice Krispies. Cupcake or muffin? <laughs> Cupcake. Favorite chocolate bar? Oh, God, they're all so good. Good. Oh, Lately, dude. it's the Arrow. <laughs> Last TV show you've watched? That 90s show. Name a Winnipeg band. Uncle Louie. Have you ever snowmobiled? Yes. How many keys on your key ring? Holy shit, probably like 12. <laughs> Cashier or do you go to self-serve? Self-serve if I can. Name a character from The Simpsons. Bart. Do you paint? No. Do you keep a journal? Yes. Have you read a Bible? Yes. Are you good at poker? No. Were you ever a cheerleader? No. Have you broken any bones? 
Yes. Favorite snack? Peanut butter and honey. Name a cartoon character. Yakko. Are you a Star Wars fan? No. Are you a Star Trek fan? Yes. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? No. Name a Stephen King novel. Dolores Claiborne. Favorite theater? Town. Do you watch Netflix? Yes. Yes, and 90 show. Do you chew gum? No. Beer in a bottle or a can? Can. Are you a fan of UFC? No. Do you own a Roomba? No. Name a stand-up comic. I don't know if I can. Do you eat tuna? No. Name a Beastie Boy. I can't. Do you own a cassette player? Yes, but it's broken. Name someone from Saturday Night Live. I can't. Mike Myers. Name a Saturday Night Live character movie. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Are you a morning person? No. How, uh, how are you feeling now? More stressed. What's your favorite movie? Oh, rude. What's your second favorite movie? I don't have one to say. <laughs> Do you golf? No. Do you play darts? Sometimes. Do you play video games? Yes. Have you played backgammon? Yes. Nice. Have you placed a bet on a horse? No. What would you name a horse? Trotter. <laughs> name a flower. A petunia. Name a mountain. The Appalachians. Name a Manitoba town. Pine Falls. Name a cut of steak. Rare. Which oh, vegetable do you, would you eat most often? Broccoli. Do you use an alarm clock? Yes. Dairy Queen or Burger King? Dairy Queen. Where do you order pizza from? Pizza. Pizza hotline. Don't order Name. pizza. Walk in and get it. <laughs> Name a country artist. I like that. Oh, country artist. Dolly Parton. One minute. Uh, have you been to Folk Fest? Yes. Have you been to uh, Folkorama? Yes. Have you shopped at Dollarama? Yes. Do you, do you skip the dishes? No. Have you ziplined? Yes. Have you rollerbladed? Yes. Do you own an air fryer? Yes. Favorite uh, music movie? Musical. Any movie with music? Oh, 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 that Beatles one that came out. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, my God. I love watching that movie. Uh, last book read. Oh, God. I haven't read for pleasure in too long. I can't remember. Name a Pixar character. Woody. An earliest childhood memory. Oh, we already know what it is. Yeah, switching bottles with my nephew. Have you been to the Human Rights Museum? Yes. Have you been to the Canadian Mint? Yes. Have you been to Ray and Jerry's? Ten seconds. Yes. Have you been to Solid Gold? No. Have you been on a jet ski? Yes. Uh, can you whistle the Jeopardy theme? Ah, that, that. <laughs> do, do, do. That's not whistling. I'm too slow. Okay, you don't like Star Wars. Well, it's not that. It's that I never saw Star Wars anything until like literally like last month. I finally watched my first Star Wars movies. Which one? So I, uh, I'd have to the the one with the Wookiee. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I have Wookies. 
three newer ones that my husband got me to watch. I literally, I'd never seen a cartoon, a show, a movie. I um, had never seen. So how could I be a fan? I know all the jokes and all the lines and all the, you know, all that shit, but I'd never seen any of it. Now, Star Trek, we're talking every, like, right up until through the next generation, Deep Space Nine, the original, all of those. Yeah. Those, those, yes. Those You're I watched every single one. Okay. But Star Wars, I just didn't. Wow. My parents that, didn't raise me with that. <laughs> and you call yourself a nerd. I know, right? <laughs> but my husband says he's going to fix that. He says Good. he's going to get me to watch all the Star Wars stuff. That was a nice try, Ruby. That was nice. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for playing. I really enjoyed uh, talking with you today and getting to know you a little better. This has been awesome. And I really appreciate you taking, you know, doing the show. I thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate being invited. This was fun. All right, Ruby. Thanks a lot. Good to see you. Okay, take care, man.